And we're back. Stripe Show. Podcast on a Tuesday. Hope you're having a, a great day. Great start to the week. Thank you for tuning in yesterday. Matt Janella is good to catch up with him. All things Fire Pit Collective. Sounds interesting what they've got going on with the grind. You want to check that out. Remember here on the podcast, uh, give us a little like there. Smash it, if you will. And uh, leave us a comment, a ranking. All of those things go a long ways as we uh, really just kind of keep the wheels turning here. February is near, which means I'll be heading down to Orlando tomorrow for the PGA show. Uh, If you are at the PGA show, swing by the About Golf Simulator. About Golf, one of the top simulators in the game. I'll be doing a lot of things there tomorrow. A little full swing clinic Q&A from 1 to 2. And then John Tattersall will join us uh, at 2 o'clock, which will do the Stripe Show podcast right there from the about golf simulator but it's tuesday which means uh, we'll be looking ahead and it's a quick week this week because the pga tour starts tomorrow they're going to go wednesday thursday friday saturday farmers insurance open out there at tory pines get ahead of the big um conference championship sunday coming up nfc and afc down to four teams and of course the super bowl will be in a couple weeks and to help us break it all down i plan on making some damn money this week beating the bookie how you doing doing pretty good glad to see you back yeah. in the studio i'm glad that we have video this time yeah yeah i was a little, I was a little lonely last week doing it by myself but <laughs> you did a hell of a job i gotta tell somehow, you somehow you know somehow we we did profit like almost three units um you know, we made a run at Cantlay to win a tournament, but mm-hmm. he faded on the weekend. And we, you know, I mean, this tournament last week was kind of strange. You know, three courses, uh, only one course is televised. So we were pretty much in the blind, you know, the entire time with most of our golfers. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't really get much coverage. You know, I, I think I'm not really digging this ESPN Plus coverage so far. Okay. Um, it's pretty lacking, but. It is what it is. You know, you think in 2022 we could have a camera on each hole every tournament on Amazon or something like that. So hopefully, like, in the next few years, golf coverage gets a little better for, for live tournaments like this past week. Yeah, I was out there. Um, you want to talk about difficult to watch the tournament um, when it comes to streaming. Try to be out there and, and cover three different golf courses. Um, yeah, it's... I don't know. There, there's a lot of, I guess you could go a couple different ways. One is, look, it's, you know, they don't do this very often where there's three courses this week. There's two, the North and the South, which is a little easier to manage because you're going to play the South course three times. But yeah, when you have three courses and you got to play each one of them, um, yeah, it makes it difficult. Uh, there's actually a little piece coming off tonight on Golf Channel. Um, it's called The Cut. Pretty cool show. I was out there. And I spent some time with Doug Gim on the golf course who likes that place. And we were out there on the Nicholas course and we were doing some things and uh, it was interesting to catch up with him. And he said exactly what I thought he would say about his game. And you'll have to wait to look at those segments uh, on the cut tonight on golf channel. Check that out. Beautiful place. Of course, uh, Palm Springs and um, wow. Hudson Swafford. Uh, comes out of nowhere and gets his uh, his third win on the PGA Tour. Let me ask you this, beat the book, before we get started here. And we give out uh, some picks and some handicapping here. 
you know, these guys are going low. I mean, we are on a record pace yeah. here yeah. Uh, in 2022. And I, I'm excited here at Torrey Pines um, to see a golf course push back a little bit. There's right now it is all offense, you know, in golf. And it's no different than we see in the NFL. Baseball really hasn't caught on to that yet. Um, but, you know, the NFL is all offense. We saw Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen go back and forth. I've never seen anything like that in my entire life in the last two minutes of a game. And I, I had to build some money line, man. It was like a brutal. Oof. I mean, I was no way. I thought I won twice, you know. 13 seconds. Look, that was coaching mismanagement. I mean, they should, with 13 seconds left, I mean, you should never give up a field goal uh, that short. Um, no. So it was coach. It was coaching mismanagement, but something surprises me in the NFL every single week. I mean, the Packers did not give up an offensive touchdown and they lost. I mean, just, you know, just mind blowing. I mean, on a Saturday, both teams I bet combined gave up one offensive touchdown. And I lost both games. Yeah. I mean, that, that never really happened. I lost the four games this past weekend. I lost all in the final play. I mean, it's just never, that never ever happens. And every, I feel like we say this never happens and then it just happens again, like a few months later. So you just never know what's coming. It's, it's crazy, crazy sports world we live in. Yeah. I mean, the weather's one thing it's, it slows down often. So, I mean, when you're, you know, yeah. it's like negative five and it's snowing sideways and you can't feel your face. I mean, that's, that's different, right? That's going to slow down the offense. That's, that's an advantage to the defense. Um, but you know, I mean, offense is what's what people want to see now, I guess. And, yeah. and here, here we are in golf and these guys are well into the twenties every week, but you know, it's just that, gosh, you know, you, you watch golf right now. And I just don't feel like there's a lot of bogeys to be made coming in on Sunday, you know, and it just feels like, man, I, I you know, I want to see a wreck. I want to see some carnage. I want to see someone hit it in the damn water, you know, and make a double and it brings it just doesn't feel like that's out there. And, you know, and then, but what is out there is a 64, you know, and, and a 63 and all of a sudden this dude just comes racing up the, up the leaderboard and someone shoots one or two under, which is kind of a bad round now. It seems like in 2022, um, you know, yeah, just, there's not a lot of meaning to a 64 right now. It feels like I'm just ready for the course to push yeah. back. I, there, there's a strategy to the game that there needs to be, and there needs to be a little bit of defense. Um, right and now it's spot, like, yeah. it's balls to the wall. Yeah, I mean, Torrey Pines is a spot for that, you know, defense. I mean, you know, just only once in the last nine years has the winning score been lower than 1500. So um, this will be the place where it kind of, yeah. you know, puts golfers realities in check. Hope so. You know, we're not, we're not going to see that minus 22, 23 this week. Yeah, um, and if you're waiting to see a tramp on course, just wait till Tyrrell Haddon starts his season over here. <laughs> um, I'm sure we'll get plenty of uh, plenty of uh, tramp. Yeah, well, he had a lot to say right last week uh, about the course. Um, you know, perhaps he shouldn't have played it if if he was that passionate about the course. Anyway, Patrick Reed, you mentioned 14 under last year, won it in tip, typical Patrick Reed fashion, plus one off the tee, plus point zero or 0 0.7 in approach. And then he goes plus four around the green and plus four or five putting. That's a typical read, right? Like he just kind of grinds you out, 
gets in, he, he gets in the hunt and then he's got to win it equity and he's comfortable and he knows how to, he knows how to just be there and separate and win. Leishman won at 15 Rose won at 21. That was just a weird year. Jason days won here twice. Most recently he was 10 under John Rom won here. Of course the U S open last year, but then he won the farmers. What? Five years ago, he was 13 under Snedeker has won twice here. Tiger Woods has won seven times. He's not in the field. Um, but the rest of them are, I saw Jason day on the range last week. It was good to see him. I, he looks good. You know, he, he looks healthy. He looks trim. Um, I'm really just, I'm interested to watch Jason day this year. You know, he's made some pretty good changes to his swing. He's really trying to protect the back. I'm, I'm just curious on Jason day here in 2022. He likes it here. Tory pines, um, North and South, as we mentioned, they'll start tomorrow. They'll alternate Wednesday, Thursday, and then they'll finish up twice on the South course, or they'll play the South course, um, on Friday, Saturday. So three times, three loops around the South course, the North course certainly is the easier course. There's no question. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's significantly shorter. Um, I think there's, you know, pretty good sized greens there on the North course where the South is, is certainly more of the test. It is the U S open. They can stretch it. They can make it more complicated around the greens. You're going to see some difficult short game shots this week. Um, but the scenario of, of, you know, kind of building the model, like I do, you know, some things that, um, that I was looking at here, you know, obviously strokes gain approach always weighs out. That's a big one. Strokes gain putting here. You got bent grass greens. Um, you know, you got to elevate around the green and I think distance here this week, it's always a factor, but when you look at the course fit and the, and how distance plays out, and where that is more meaningful, perhaps on certain courses, this one's a big one. I mean, distance yeah. is a big deal uh, in particularly on the course. So I've really weighed that out. Some of the longer par fours, strokes gain, par five scoring. Um, and then even just a little bit of, you know, some of these longer par threes, taking a look at some of that, but make no mistake. I think distance, maybe beating the bookie here on this course has more yeah. value than any other. Well, yeah, just, you know, look back to last year's U.S. Open where we had Bryson DeChambeau, you know, leading through three rounds, um, just pretty much using his drive until it fell apart with uh, like nine holes to go. So, right. um, you know, he basically just went after it with his driver. So I see no reason why he'll do any different uh, this time out. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, especially on like the south course, we're going to be looking for somebody who can, you know, really hit that bomb. And, um, I'm actually doing a, uh, you know, I have like a strategy like this, this season, I've been playing a lot of golfers to make Eagle like in around the plus 500 around there. Mm -hmm. I've hit quite a few this year. So my strategy for this, this tournament is, you know, I'll just look at whoever's playing the North course on Wednesday and Thursday, and I'll find a few golfers, you know, who can hit bombs like, you know, Bryson, Rom, I'm going to, I'm going to bet for them to make Eagle. Um, on the round that they play the North course, because um, the North course, you know, it yields the most Eagles, the highest Eagle rate um, outside of La Quinta country club and Glen Abbey. Um, those are the only two courses that higher that yield higher Eagle rates than uh, the North course. So I'll be betting for Eagles to be made on the North course. Um, and that's really my strategy right here. Uh, the North course should be, a lot easier than a South course. I mean, you know, I think oh, yeah. it's, it's said if guys aren't shooting 300 on a North course, 
they're going to feel like they're stuck in the mud. So yeah, guys, guys will really have to take advantage of playing on North course. Yep. Um, so I think, you know, we're just going to see that skilled driver mm-hmm. uh, accuracy, like doesn't really matter here. Uh, it's because there's pretty no. much like a, there's pretty much a window to every green, like no matter where you are. Right. Um, even with like a wayward drive. So I just look for another guy like Rom, DeChambeau. Um, yeah, well, look at the um, look at the lines here. I'll just pull up sports book here from DraftKings. And, and of course, there's there's different books. You got to shop around a little bit. But and right now, as we come on the air, John Rom is six to one. JT's twelve. Xander's 14, Hideki's 18, Bryson's 20, Burns 20, Shuffler 20, Berger 20, DJ 25, Finau 25. What do all those guys have in common? <laughs> right? They all kind of, they can get, I mean, they're pretty, they're solid drivers of the ball. They got length. Um, some are longer than others, obviously, but there's really not a bad driver per se of the golf ball in that group. So, you know, we'll, we'll get into some of these lines. We like to give away some of the picks. And um, if you want the full book for beating the bookie, um, you need to go check him out on his website because he does it every single week. And he also does it each tournament. He'll give you his daily picks too, yeah. each round. And there's a lot of them. So this is just a little little tease, right, of, of some picks that we like uh, here on the podcast and some of the things we're looking at. Yeah, and this year we've already hit one outright winner, and we've hit three round one leaders. So, yeah, been a pretty it's been a pretty profitable early season. Yeah, for us. So you know, hopefully we can continue. Continue right. this week. I feel good about this week. I, I've historically I've done since I've been kind of in this space. I've done okay at this place. I think I got a pretty good beat at Tory Pines um, on what it takes. Some of the things that we've uh, that we've went into. What a great feel we got, I've already mentioned some of the names, but you know, you can keep going down here. Uh, Zal Torres who played well last week, he's in the field. Finau who loves this place uh, is in the field. Kepka all the way down to 35. There's Wolf McNeely. And a guy that we're going to start with here is one of our picks. Spieth. We're going to start in the top 40. You've got one of them and that's your boy, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going with my, you know, he, John Rahm is my boy more of late. Um, <laughs> but Jordan Spieth, you know, forever a fan. Um, no one's maybe more money in golf than Jordan Spieth. So for top 40, I'm taking Jordan Spieth at minus 150 for one unit. Um, pretty much, you know, he's been well rested. Um, I think he's pretty much a lot to make the cut. So once you make the cut for top 40, you only got to beat 30 guys. and. You know, last season, he was one of the more talented golfers on tour, kind of regaining his form that he had lost the year before, the years before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Spieth will come through with a, you know, a nice start to his 2022 season. So Jordan Spieth, top 40, minus 150. For All right. I'm, I'm a little surprised by that pick. I got to be honest out of you. I'm a little surprised. Hasn't been his best place. Missed the cut last year. Yeah. Um. That's why he's getting good value, you know? Yeah. That's why he's getting good value. That's right. And and this is, we know this is a different version of speed that we're seeing. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm always intrigued with speed. There's just players that are just interesting. And speed is one of them. Um, the way the guy played in his heyday of 2017, and then he loses his game for the better part of three years. And all of a sudden he comes back, he wins Valero wonderful year last year. You know, they're working on this. I did this swing breakdown for the tour and 
I'm just curious. I'm just, I'm just really interested to see where uh, he's going to be at here this year as well. Um, top 40. Okay. Spieth minus 150. I don't have any top 40s here. I have quite a few top 20s. Let's get to that. Why don't you, why don't you give me some of your top 20s here? So the first top 20 I'm going with is uh, Lanto Griffin at plus 320. Mm. Uh, Lanto played well last week. Um, he really came on strong in the final two rounds. And he got seventh place here last year, tied for seventh. Um, he shot eight under. He came out, uh, you know, first round last year uh, with a 66. He was eight under after two rounds. So he was just one back, you know, a couple back from the lead. Um, so he, he's played this course fairly well. And I think, you know, I think he's highly motivated coming off a solid performance last week. Knowing that he played well here last year, I think his confidence is pretty high. And plus 320, uh, for me, that just presents some value. Um, so Lanto Griffin, plus 320 for one unit, top 20. And then I have Xander Shoffley, plus 105 for one unit, top 20. Um, this is the kind of beefy course that you know Xander grew up playing. As we know, he's from the area. Um, and I look for Xander to, you know, really try to jumpstart his 2022 season here. There's no place better than home. So I think Xander top 20 plus 105. I think that's a pretty, pretty good bet. Yeah. And Xander made a good push U S open here last year. Yeah. Um, so Xander, I like that 105 number at, at top 20. I mean, I mean, gosh, you're going to go top 20. You got to go fiend out here. Don't you? I mean, this is mm. dude, it's a top 20 machine at this place. Um, can't of course, there it is right there. Yeah. I was looking up at last week. I, I ran into him a little bit at the, on, on the range there. He, he didn't get much out of his, his round or his tournament last week. Felt more like a warm-up type of week for Finau. Yeah. But I think now he's going to a place where Finau feels comfortable here. I mean, there's horses for courses. Tony Finau loves this place. I mean, you go, you go T2, T6, T13, T6, T4. I mean, dude falls out of bed and makes top 20 here. Um, Except for one I bet him. Yeah, well, I, I think Finau will go well. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play him at plus 110. I'm also going to play Will's Altours at plus 140. I like, I like the way Will looked last week. Mm-hmm. This place is made for Will. I'm telling you. This place is made for Will's Altours. T7 here last year. It's not going to be a birdie fest. He was six last week. Hit it good. His putter was, you know, slightly below average, as it always is. And he finished a six. So it's like, all right. He hits the ball the same way this week. He'll be right there inside the top five. Um, and he catches any fire at all. You're going to see his, with his putter. You'll see his first win. That's yeah. Will's hitting that good. Like T to green. He's that good. His putter. Damn it. Wake up. <laughs> you know, it's wake up one time. And if it does, he'll be in the final round with wrong market. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's tough to get every aspect of your game working, you know. I mean, I'm just taking, you know, even for my golf lessons, I mean, it's like I can only take one thing at a time, you know. So <laughs> I can't imagine trying to do everything correct at all times. But, um, yeah, I agree with, you know, Tony obviously has the capability of finishing in the top 20 here easily. Yeah. Just I'm just have bad – I have bad luck with Tony where every time I bet him, he just falls off. And when I don't bet him, he beats me. So, yeah. 
Um, you know, I fully expect Tony to beat whoever I bet on to win this weekend. So, so there's two other names, and I, I don't know if I'm going to play them. I, I might slide one of them into a top 40. Uh, Maverick McNeely is a guy that I, I tend to like. He's had a top 10 here before, seventh California kid. Um, like him. I think this is a good place for him. Aaron Wise, I'm kind of hedging my bet a little bit. I, I really liked what I was seeing with Aaron Wise at the end of last year. Now we kind of flipped the, the calendar and here he is. And I'm, I'm probably talking myself a little bit out of Aaron Wise in this place, looking at previous history. One of the comps to this course was um, up there in Charlotte. And Aaron's played very well here, but he hasn't, he hasn't played well here. So I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. I might go McNeely plus 160 top 20. And then I might slide Aaron Wise down and get some positive value in a top 40. You know, that might be something that I do. I'm, I'm I, I just, I, I feel like Aaron Wise is a, is a guy that is going to continue to progress forward. Maverick McNeely, young guy. We've seen some good things out of him. Uh, I think another guy to keep your eye on, but I, I, I'll go two solid Finau and Zalatoris and probably leaning towards a McNeely top 20 at plus 160 as well. Um, all right, let's. I could I I see Wise. I mean, in Vegas, I think I hit, we hit Wise plus 500 from the top 10. So mm-hmm. um, we talked about him for that tournament. He's been playing yeah. some great golf. Uh, he's, getting yeah. more exper- he's getting more experience and stuff. So he's only going to keep getting better and better. Um, that baby face is starting to look a little older. Um, so he's gaining years and uh, I think he'll only get better, you know, as the years go by. So well, yeah, he, I could back, I, I could back that pick. He, he's, he's, he plays like Will. I mean, Tita Green, he's, that's a strength and his putter is probably, unfortunately can be worse than Will. Um, yeah. But I did like what I was seeing the trend out of Aaron Wise's putting last year. And, and if that continues, you'll see Aaron Wise elevate because he's that good of a ball striker. So when we're talking top 20 and top 40, you know, I'll, I'll probably slide Aaron Wise down to top 40. I'll have to look at those odds. All right. Um, yeah, I like that. I, I, you know, Xander, obviously very good. Lanto's interesting. Lanto's interesting. Lanto went away there for a while and now looked a little bit like we saw when he won the Houston Open. Um, yeah. A little more towards that. But let, let's, let's go into some head-to-heads. We've got quite a few of those. Why don't you give us a head-to-head matchup? Um, well, before the head to head, I had a top one, top 10. Oh, I'm sorry. Top 10. Yep. My bad. I have a Sam Burns plus 270 for top 10 finish. Burns, obviously, you know, anybody listening to us knows that we're very high on Sam Burns. Uh, I think you had his coach on, um, plus 270 top 10 Sam Burns. Uh, he can easily catch fire in a bottle. Um, you know, I, if we're, if we're here talking next week and we say, oh, Sam Burns, the uh, Farmers Insurance Open champion, I wouldn't be surprised one bit. Uh, when Sam Burns gets hot, he's up there with John Rahm. I mean, he could birdie six straight holes if, if he needed to. Uh, when his partner's working, he's just draining it all over the place. I like his iron play. I like his drive and I like his competitiveness. So I really like Sam Burns here, plus 270 for the top 10. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he won. No, he's got the length. You know, I think he's, can he do enough on the bent grasp? You know, he's probably more of that Bermuda strength putter, but he is a wonderful putter. He he doesn't get enough credit for that. Um, 
Well, I mean, you don't have to go very far to convince me of Burns. I think he's yeah. he's certainly got to be. He's certainly in the conversation now. He and and I think the the one thing that we got to get used to with Burns is seeing those numbers that are going to start coming up with him now. Like we got to start putting Burns. Got to start looking at him as he's a, he's a real player, right? Like he's not. Yes, he's still to some degree a little unproven. He hasn't won a major and those kinds of things. But I mean, the guy's winning his. His skill set is through the roof. I would put him a, a notch above like a Finau type of ranking, right? I think he's he can be a little bit even better player than than that. He's certainly above a Scheffler, you know, who gets a lot of respect yeah. in, in the betting world at yeah. times and certainly he, in conversation. Shown, you know, obviously with Sam Burns, I mean, I think Sam Burns has like shown much more killer instinct than Tony Finau. You know, when, oh, yeah. when Sam Burns has had the chance to put tournaments away, he's put them away. Um, he hasn't, you know, let guys back in like, you know, Tony has, or he kind of faltered. So uh, I like that killer mentality that Burns has, and he's just really competitive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the one play I had for the head uh, for the top 10. Um, and now we can go to the tournament head to heads. Which you like got Burns as well. I do. So my first 20 head to head is Sam Burns minus 25 minus 125 against Tony Finau. Um, Tony, like I said, I just, he played pretty good last week. Um, I faded him with Rom in those uh, first couple of rounds. So I, I won those. I think I pushed once actually I won one. Um, and I think it, it's going to take Tony like a little while to get going. Um, his course history here is good. But like I said, I just like the upside of Sam Burns um, over Tony Finau. And Burns is going to be coming in here. He's going to be fresh. And I just like that competitiveness um, to, to get him, you know, over the finish line versus uh, Tony Finau. And Sam Burns, you know, he did well here last year. I think he got 18th. Um, and that's really before, yeah, he tied for 18th last year. He came out with the 66. Um, he did fall apart on Sunday. Well, in the final round last year, but, um, you know, I think if we go back exactly one year ago to today, Burns is a, is a much better golfer than he was last year at this time, you know, especially with the wins he's experienced. So I like Sam Burns minus 125 over Tony Finau for the tournament head to head. And then my second one is Bryson DeChambeau minus 130 over Maverick McNeely. Um, I think Bryson, you know, we saw him leading the U.S. Open here through three rounds uh, last year. And this is a place where, you know, if you're a long driver like Bryson, you can uh, basically hit it wherever you want and just get out of it with a, with a pretty good second shot. So I think Bryson's going to try to drive. Uh, there's, a, there's a drivable par four here. So I think we're going to try to, you know, see him just open it up. Um, so we'll see if his accuracy has improved a little bit. Um, but I'll take Bryson uh, minus 130 over Maverick McNeely just for his experience um, and also his driver. And obviously the ceiling for Bryson is much higher than Maverick McNeely right now. Um, I think McNeely is a good player and maybe some of the, the lower field events like, you know, the Fortnite out West, stuff like that. But obviously Bryson, his pedigree, I just got to take that all day at minus mm -hmm. 130 over Maverick McNeely. <sighs> Well, I mean, Bryson, you go back to the U.S. Open, and his short game was so bad here. Um, you know, his short game is, is just not good in general right now. I mean, his approach wedge game, 
we saw him at Century, finished 25th. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, Bryson, when you're hitting it that far, and I was talking with Matt Janella yesterday, and we were talking about Bryson and talking about how you improve one part of your game and then the other might struggle. And we've seen Bryson dominate driving, but then his short game is not good. His approach wedge game is not good. We know he's a great putter, um, but he can show up in any course. And if he starts zipping those little approach wedges in there, it's over. Like, yeah, you, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's what happens. Like when his wedge game is good and you're hitting it that far, it's and he is, he is going to be right there. So we'll see with Bryson over the young McNeely. Uh, I've got two guys that missed the cut last week, but I'm going to get back on Gooch at minus 110 over um, Corey Connors. I think just Gooch is a better player. Connors, we know, is a good ball striker. Uh, we know can can get very chilly with the putter. Um, I just like how Gooch is becoming more of that more rounded um, type of game, and I, and I just feel like this is this place is you're going to need that you know that complete game. I, I see Gooch kind of following the Sam Burns track right now. You know, like we're out ahead of Burns, and here he comes winning, and out ahead of Gooch and his progress. Now here he comes, and it's I'm just going to stay with him. This is fourth tournament in a row. He's playing a lot of golf though. So both guys missed the cut last week. Gooch was a little sloppy around the greens. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get back on him. I think there's a good spot for him. Minus 110 over Connors. And then you're going to give me DJ plus 100 over leash. Give me a break. Yeah. Come on. Don't insult my man. DJ don't don't insult him. I know we haven't seen him. I know he's coming off a bad year. I get it. But DJ is DJ and his skill set is way higher than Mark Leishman. I know Leish has played well here. I get it. He won 15 under a couple years ago, but he's not DJ. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see my boy. I made a post on him last night on Instagram and I was like, man, I kind of miss DJ. Like, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I miss him out there. We hadn't seen him. So I'm, 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 he's going to come out. He'll do just enough to get the Aussie plus 100. Dustin Johnson over Leafs. Don't 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 disrespect DJ that way. And I would I would make that DJ bet with my eyes closed a hundred times out of a hundred. <laughs> Just because if he's if he's on his game, I mean he can be leashed with my ten strokes. Um, and if he's on his game, like we saw, you know, post COVID, he was the hottest golfer that we've maybe ever seen for that that span, like since Tiger Woods. So yeah. he can definitely get back there. And he you know he skipped Saudi Arabia to come here. Um, skips. You know he. No, he's going skipped. to Saudi next week. Uh, well, this week there's the one tournament. Uh, which tournament's over there this week? Uh, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, he skipped yeah. Abu Dhabi to play this. So, um, I had to think he passed up on some money to do that. So, I think uh, he definitely wants to play well over here, and especially over Leishman. I mean, I'll take a lot of guys over you know Leishman current currently, um, but DJ, you give me the you know former world number one. A guy who was really not that far off of being number one. I mean, he 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 was number one a year ago, uh, so he can easily get back there. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he you know put a whooping on him. To be honest, it's all about you know where his DJ focus. Does he want to play this well, week? And I think showing up in California for this, I think he shows he is. I agree. I agree. And I've always said, with DJ and Rory, it's two things. You got to get their attention, and if you get their attention then it's must watch TV because their ceiling's so high. And 
Like John Rom's a great player. DJ's as is good. If, if you have his attention, yeah. John Rom's a great player. Rory's as is good. If you have his attention and these guys, you know, I mean, they're a little further along in their thirties and um, got other stuff going on, traveling and this and that. And, you know, I mean, it's just natural. I think you lose that edge a little bit from time to time. You, those guys cruise around, finish 20th because they're so good. But then all of a sudden, okay, wait a minute. What'd you just say? Or what's happening? Oh, okay. Now you got my attention. I think DJ last year, let's hope that that kind of puts a little fuel in his fire and he comes out and he's peak DJ where it's when he's playing great, no one makes the game look easier. No one. I mean, it's just like the driver looks like a pitching wedge in his hand. He's just, you know, and he just grabs his tee, seven iron, you know? So, all right. I mean, plus 100, give me a break. Really? Over Leishman. All right, let's go to yeah. What do you got? Any, any, any win equity out there? Um, yeah, I didn't take a winner, you know, free tournament, but you know, just for value, if I was going to take one winner, I mean, I would take DJ at plus 2,500. Um, that's yeah, a draft thing. Yeah. Um, just cause you know, if this was last year at this time, we'd be seeing DJ at plus 1400, uh, maybe even less. So yeah, I'll take Dustin Johnson plus 2,500 to win just for a sprinkle. And then I did play one round, one first round leader. Um, I played Sam Burns plus 2,200 at FanDuel to lead the North course. Yeah. Uh, so they have North course betting and South course betting. So they're both different bets. Um, but for the North course, I took um, Sam Burns plus 2,200. He's only got, he's got Xander, Tony, Bryson, Sunjay, uh, Sam Burns. I mean, well, yeah, Sam Burns, obviously that's who we're betting, but uh, McNeely, Spieth, um, Kapka. So I think, you know, out of these golfers, definitely Burns is the most consistent first round golfer out of all these guys. Usually he comes out hot. Um, last year he shot a 66 in the first round. So he came out hot and, you know, I think pretty much Sam Burns for me is an auto bet for a first round leader, any tournament he plays. Uh-huh. Um, so I like Sam Burns plus 2200 to be the round one leader on the North course. Okay. So I was telling you about my model earlier. Um, I was punching in some numbers here, you know, obviously strokes gain off the tee approach around the green putting. I layered in some driving distance, 10%. I layered in par four scoring 450 to 500, those longer par fours, uh, scoring on par fives, longer par threes, and just kind of shuffled it together here. And just like, who's been, and it's tough. Like you can't really get the recent form. I don't think you're getting, too much value there, but just kind of overall, like if you just take this large sample size of who's the best in these areas, obviously Rom comes up as number one, Xander's two, JT's three. I just, I'm not playing JT. I just, I can't get my mind wrapped around that putter. I just can't. Like it's just too shaky yet to me. There's DJ at four. So you're getting great value at DJ. I mean, this is the point I'm going to make. And I agree at 2,500, he is on, my win ticket and Del Torres is five, believe it or not. You know, I mean, here's a guy I'm telling you, if he gets anything out of his putter, he is right there. I mean, it's just anything. And um, it, from T to green, he is freaking good. Really good. Yeah. Kepka six. We haven't mentioned his name. He's 35 to one to win. Spieth, 35 to one. I'm just going down the list here as they rank him out over the last 75 rounds. So I took a really good sample size, which tends to 
parse out your better players, right? So it gets rid of those little spikes that you yeah. see. And Kepka made a run here, you know, in the U.S. Open. Yeah. Um, you know, yep. So he, he's a guy more than capable of of winning this thing. Um, you know, for me, obviously, I think, you know, for me, I mean, I'll bet John Rahm every single weekend, but he's yep. always the favorite. So it's tough yep. to give him out. But I'd say, like, if you want to bet John Rahm, like, you can pick him up for plus 750, I think, at FanDuel. But if you want to bet John Rahm, you know, what I say is just wait, wait one round, you know, just see, maybe he shoots a 70, sure, you know, in round one. Um, and then he goes to plus 1200 for the tournament. And then you can just take him after round one. Cause right. say he shoots a two under and the leader is six under. Well, you know, the winner here is probably not going to finish more than a 15 under par. Mm-hmm. Uh, so two under won't be that far out of it. So I just wait till after the first round and assess where John Rahm is at that point. And maybe you can pick him up at, you know, plus 1200, something like that. Cause you're not going to get much worse than his pre-tournament odds after round one. Um, so yeah, the value in betting John Rahm is just wait, see how he does the first round and then take it from there. There's no, his odds are so short. It's tough to bet in pre-tournament, but um, just, you know, assess that after round one. And maybe if you can find Rahm at plus 1200 or better, um, going into round two, maybe take a look at that. That's good. That's good advice. As I continue down this list, number eight in this model, Scheffler. I'm going to throw some money on him to win. Um, 25 to one. I got him out. Yeah. I, I just, you know, just trying to get some value. I mean, I, I think that's good advice on Rom. Um, I'm not playing JT. I am going to play DJ at 25. I am going to play Scheffler at 25. Um, I, I, it's coming. I mean, it's, it's coming with Scotty. It's there, there's going to be that moment. And I think this is a great, like, this is a great course for him. Again, he's got that overall game. He's a wonderful driver of the ball. He can bomb it out there. Um, kind of surprised me. I was, it's interesting when you start parsing out some of these stats, he is 175, the 200 game didn't really check out that well, but the rest of it's very clean. Can he do enough? Can he do enough with his putter. Um, Bradley's played well here. Bradley's getting a lot of respect in this model. Keegan Bradley. So it kind of speaks to, I think from T to green, right? Like the, like what you, what you're looking at here at this kind of place. And and I saw, I saw a quote with Keegan where he, you know, he likes to hit driver on every single hole at this course, except for the par threes. So um, that's another guy, Keegan Bradley, where we did, we hit him for first round leader last year, I think at 71. Keegan Bradley is another guy that always, when he plays well, he comes out hot. He could so be an interesting first-round leader. I don't know where he's starting, Keegan, north or yeah. south. If you want to take Keegan Bradley first-round leader, um, you know, let me see. You can pick up Keegan Bradley right now for uh, as you're looking at Berger. And, and Berger's ten. He's thirty-five to one for the South Course. Okay. So that so includes John. I mean, that's he's with John Rom there. So wow, um, Scotty Scheffler, DJ. So it's a pretty yeah a pretty stacked field and plus 3,500. If he was like plus 6,000 plus 5,500, I'd take him, but at 3,500, I probably, probably that's, won't. that's a tough number for Brad for Keegan. So yeah. yeah. Burger's 10th right. in the model. Um, Shambo's 11th. Charlie Hoppins 12th. What the hell happened to Charlie last week? I was standing on the range and I looked down and I swear I saw Charlie Hoffman warming up and with his coach. And then he, all of a sudden, the next time I see Charlie Hoffman is on his coach's Instagram page and they're hitting balls in the bay. Like what the hell just happened? Like 
how did he get from there to there so quickly? Yeah. He withdrew. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it didn't. The tournament last week, I mean, it looked beautiful, yeah. like you know the mountains and stuff like that. But it didn't seem like it was like a championship atmosphere. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. like a pro, it's a pro am. I think there's it's such a big pro am. I think that maybe a lot of guys had trouble getting up for it. Yeah. You know, I saw John Rom uh, yelling about the greens as his putting contest. It's, yeah. You know, total BS. Well, I mean, so, here's, yeah. here's here's the thing I would say to that. Like, you know what you're signing up for. I mean, it's yeah. that course. I mean, it plays out the way it was. It's going to be 75 degrees. I mean, the greens were in better shape this year than last. And so, like, and these guys go low here. I mean, they're going to. What do you yeah. What do you want? And what do you expect? Like, if you don't want to play in that tournament, don't then don't play. Just wait a week and come here. I just I don't have any patience for that stuff. I like John yeah. Rom, but that's just frustration, kind of. Coming out. Yeah. Okay. So I got D I'm, we're going to put DJ. We're going to put some money on DJ to win. We're going to put some money on Shuffler. And what the hell I'm going to, I'll sprinkle just a small little piece on Gooch at 50 to one. What the hell? You know, sounds, sounds good. And we'll, we, you know, we got Rom in there. We know he's the dog. So we, we got, you know, you got your favorite. You've got a couple in the middle there. I like, I like to be in that 20 range, 20 to 25. And then you got, you got a little sprinkle on a bomber at 50 to one with Gooch. Okay. There it is. Farmers, I feel good about this week. I feel good about this week. I really do. Um, yeah, I, I feel good. You got to feel good about every week, you know? Yeah, every, I mean, some weeks, every, about, like, some weeks are just like, okay, this makes, it comes together, right? Like, I, I'm, I'll make money this week. I'm, I'm confident. Every bet you make, you should feel good about before you make it. <laughs> okay. That's a tip. <laughs> Beat the book. You're the man. Have a good week. Remember, it starts tomorrow. Okay, get this stuff in now. We've got to get off so I can get this podcast up so they can get it. All right. Sounds good. See you, buddy. Thanks.